Hey, everybody, on this episode of Popcorn Talks Box Office Breakdown, we're basically spending 60 minutes talking about how Quinn Skillian just accurately predicted a $60 million box office for Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. It's going to be exciting. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks Box Office Breakdown. That's right, folks. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk, the show that looks back at the box office that was, and then we prognosticate. Wait, one for me, too. Prognosticate. <laughs> Say it at home, folks. Perfect. Way to go. I love your diction right there. Uh, we'll prognosticate about the box office the weekend to come. Woo! I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Hi, guys. I'm Quinn Skillian. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. You guys can stalk me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. And if you're not stalking him, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? It's like the simple joys, you know? Why <laughs> would you right. ever? Why are you breathing? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Speaking of stalking there, folks, why don't you like us on Facebook? Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop on the chat. As always, we pull up the, uh, the chat while we do the show. You're basically like the fifth member of our panel, mm-hmm. or actually the fourth in this case, because Carrie Lane is still on assignment working on her film. So uh, when she comes back in about two weeks, she'll be able to tell you all the ins and outs of what it's like what to it's be like on the to work on a horror film. Well, we're going to find out in just two short weeks. Hilarious. Carrie Lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like, funny. Does that take away the fear of it all? Like, I don't know. I know. Could you do that? Could you I work think on a horror I could film? totally work on one. Yeah, definitely. You just couldn't really? watch one. I just can't watch one. I don't one. feel like you'd be able to do it. You know what, though? Maybe since, you know, maybe it would actually make me really good at it because I would be really scared. I wouldn't be acting at all. I would just be that scared. Interesting. No. Oh, I right. can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing that we will start talking about, though, we're going to be talking about the, this weekend's box office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, as I said there in the tease, let's just, let's first, let's give it up to Quinn Scullion for accurately predicting the $60 million <laughs> box office there for Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. She nailed it right out of the gate. I applaud. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm clairvoyant. I just must be able to see the future. Congratulations. And I am so good at predicting, at prognosticating. (laughs) Yeah, I should get paid. So while it didn't quite make $60 million, it still did enough to make it number one in the box office. Yeah. Just a hair short than $60 million. Just a tiny bit. Uh, Mm 28.5. So, uh, which, you know what? It is number one, but that still feels low to me. I mean, like, I know 60 was crazy. But twenty eight feels low. I think we could have we could have at least. I feel like you were expecting Harry Potter's type numbers. You know what I mean? Like I have to say, jokes on you guys because I saw it this weekend. Oh, so she's Uh, already seen it. Well, I mean, you should have. So I don't. (laughs) You already knew going in. Preemptively knowing that I was going to lose, but I got to tell tell you, the theater was not very full. So that so right there walking in, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> All right, we didn't have to like you know walk walk by anybody's knees to get in. Aisles were clear. <laughs> Tell so, us about it. Yeah, because I feel with Tim Burton, I, visually, I always seem to enjoy his movies. Uh, plot wise, eh, not so much. So how did this kind of fall? Um, you know, I mean, it's it's based off a book. Um, so I think there were some things that I could tell uh, translated really well and some things that didn't translate very well. There was actually parts, and this is a kid movie, but there's parts where I was sitting there being like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, but as a whole, I thought the acting was good. Um, I thought sometimes Sam L. Jackson actually felt like he was maybe in a different movie than everybody else. Like he was so, <laughs> like everybody else was taking it so seriously and he came in and he was so comedic that it was a little bit 
but you know, as a whole, it was really, really cute. Um, I thought I thought the movie was was really fun. And then you know, I kind of woke up to see this interview that Tim Burton had done with Bustle yeah. that was like not so great. And I almost wish he hadn't said anything. Wait, because what did he say? Basically, they were talking about the lack of diversity in the cast and how the only POC is the villain. And I mean, it is Samuel Jackson, so you want to see him in everything anyway. But you know, this being this kind of like peculiar children, they could have been anybody, and they were just little young, polite white British children. And I think that I almost could have seen past it if he didn't come out with this kind of weird interview where he addressed the issue in kind of an insensitive way. What did he say? He, I'm, I'm I'm behind on this. He basically obviously. he basically just said. Um, <clears throat> You know, sometimes movies call for diversity and sometimes they don't. And it was like, what do you mean? Yes, they do. They all should. What are you talking about? It was very weird. Like, and it was just kind of, it was, it was just kind of like Tim Burton, who's usually like this, like, really out there. He's kind of like the the hero for the, for like the misfit mm-hmm. kind of kid kind of coming out and just kind of being like this very traditional old white Hollywood thing that we don't really love to see all the time. Interesting. And that was kind of a bummer, but, you know, the movie as a whole, I will say, was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Do we need to go see it? Because I was going to go see it. Um, no. So don't go to see it. And Let it come to there you. there we have it. All right. Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let that movie Woo-hoo. come to us. See, Albin says that it was insensitive and just wrong. I agree. Yeah, I know. And it was almost made it worse. I feel like he just put his foot in it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, it's, we don't want to hear what they have to say. Which seems surprising from Tim Burton. Positive. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's been around in this industry enough that, you know, you don't want to, sh- he should know better than to you know, shoot himself in the foot. So yeah, At exactly. least know how to answer the question in a politically correct manner. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like we were going to let it go, and then, ah! ah! <laughs> you ruined it, Tim. Come on, Tim. Uh, well, coming in at number two, we had Deepwater Horizon, Mark Wahlberg's and Kurt Russell's film. They're, oh, I guess, uh, yeah. Woohoo! Uh, we've got. Uh, I'm happy this came in second. Yeah, well, Did I, I, actually, go see it? No. I wasn't. I wasn't pretty good <laughs> at all, so I'm I'm happy about that too. Yeah, it came out from Lionsgate, made twenty million bucks. There you go. Yeah, that's how some, do we feel about something. twenty million? Do we feel good about twenty million? I wonder how much Mark Wahlberg made. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard, they, it seems like the, the, the reviews have been you know, on the positive side for it. So, I mean, I think really? like this might have a little bit of legs. I can see this doing like Sully kind of sticking around towards the top of the mm-hmm. top five for the next I don't couple know, weeks. No, man. It just seems like I, I just know. I, I, I know what happens. True. <laughs> like, you but I mean, kind of just. Because it's based off a of true story? Well, I mean, that, and I, if you watch the previews, you kind of just know what happens. Yeah, but I mean, the same thing with Sully, the same thing like, with, you know, like Lone Survivor. Maybe, maybe the story like is something that makes it compelling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, I've seen the movie already. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I don't know. This is me. But I'm happy it did well-ish. Uh, well enough that you'd want to go see it? Mm, I don't know. If somebody made me go, I would go. Yo, I can't, I can't tell you why this movie doesn't, <laughs> not, this movie doesn't interest me at all. And I feel bad about that because I want to go see so, yeah, so, it. Because it's I a mean, true story and I want to kind of like feel more connected to that I, all, I just feel like they're trying was? to make me feel something for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, they're trying to amp, like, they're trying to take a scenario and make it interesting enough that it's com- it tells a compelling story. Like, maybe not every news story has to be a movie. Right. You know? But you just, I don't know. But yeah, again, if it's, it's doing really well, and if it was well written and well acted, then of course, you know, it should... At least it's I don't a know why I can't get psyched about it. Semi-original idea. Do you want to see this movie? Uh, you know, it's one of those, I think I'd, I'll see it when it comes on 
yeah, my house. Yeah. I won't go I would rent it. Too. I would yeah. totally rent it. Netflix and chill. Netflix but and chill. That doesn't stop the chat. Please, chat. If you want to see Richie's guys, you said if somebody made him see the sauce, please spend the next few minutes just uh, browbeating Richie's guy <laughs> into going to see Deepwater Horizon. Please Rise. don't. Oh, Media, Media Shack says Deepwater should have made more than, much more than 20. Really? Really? Why so? Yeah, well, I wonder why you think I that. I can't even see that. Deepwater Horizon was a, had a horrible title. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, well... I mean, right, Sylvia, it did not attract me Oh, I want to, okay. Adelia says, Tim Burton has always had a voice for the odd people. Now that everything is trending much towards that, it's like he's stuck in a time machine and has not evolved. That's really interesting, actually. I think I agree mm. with you. I do like Sky Patterson. Mark Wahlberg is worth four hundred. <laughs> there you go. There was the budget. That's yeah. right. No, they said it was one fifty. But don't worry. If uh, he's also, you know, he's going to be in the next Transformers film. So thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yes, we're excited. He was, he was so exciting in the last one. So mm. all right. All right, let's move on. I can't. Coming I can't in. think of anything fun to say about Deepwater Horizon. No. Uh, <laughs> Media shock. I keep calling it Event Horizon. Oh, nice. There you go. Uh, <laughs> What's Event Horizon? That's uh, that old horror movie there with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sam Neill, where they end up. Uh, they go through space and they do like a new wormhole technology, and also they bring something along with them. That so sounds way like way more fun than Deepwater Horizon for sure. I would yeah. totally see that over it. It was. Uh, yeah, so uh, coming in at number three, we have uh, something that uh, Richie Sky had to see, thanks since he lost the box office bet last week. Ooh, hold for those guns. Bad guy, come on. Seven. Okay. We got to be careful with those. We got to be tiny little <laughs> studio. Put those away. All right, so Richie Sky, break okay. it down. So I thought it was an excellent movie. I'm not into westerns. Really? I'll let that be known. You know no. that You know that now, or you knew that going in? I knew that going in. Okay. And what's it about the western genre that just don't really like? Mm. I don't know. It just doesn't like resonate with me for some reason like I want to see now or futures it's kind of like it makes me feel like past and I'm not into period pieces now if they do something like Tombstone where they kind of amp up the action and stuff they kind of make it a little cooler is that something a yeah, little yeah I mean in this movie I mean it had plenty of action plenty of death you know it, it had a great story and the sort of trifecta did you feel like it wasn't maybe it just wasn't very sexy no, I mean, I, I love this movie. I thought it was awesome. Uh-huh. Like, it, but traditionally, when you t- if you tell me that something is a western, I'm kind of like. Did you ever watch any of the old John Waynes or the Searchers or anything? No, anything like my that? Like my grandparents used to watch that stuff when mm-hmm. I was like yeah, younger, uncle, and I'm like, really what him. is this? Why are we watching it? Yeah. Why is he writing it? Is anyone course? really paying attention yeah, to this? Yeah, I do think that it's it is one of those things where you kind of have to have a little bit of nostalgia for it exactly. or something to really be excited. Get on that Quentin Tarantino train. He loves those westerns, spaghetti well, westerns, right? Uh, Alvin but, is, is glad that you saw it. You better have seen it, Richie. Yes, so it, was, it was actually a really, it. really good movie. Uh, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, amazing. Chris Pratt, Chris Vincent Pratt, D'Onofrio. amazing. Mm, but everybody else was kind of like. Oh, really? So basically, <laughs> two, your two standouts out of the seven would be I mean, Denzel the, and It was Ethan. the three of them, I think. Oh, and Chris Pratt? Yeah, but everybody else, it's just kind of like they're almost forgettable. Oh, A little okay. bit, to me, to me. Because you kind of just focus on them. But no, I get what you're saying. Otherwise, I mean, it was awesome. I loved it. I like to find myself in the movie, and I felt like... It was obviously you a movie. Identify with anything or right? Like I mean, I felt like I was in it, so I loved it. Oh, okay, good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, so there you go, folks. If you're on that, thank fence you about... to everyone who made me go see it. Yeah, <laughs> I love you all. Future three. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's my kind of western. So now or holes. <laughs> <laughs> like the three. Richie Sky is oh, a badass and actually beautiful. Look at that. Ah, there, there's four Sky different colored hearts Patterson. in there. 
Dang, I, I can't sit next to you anymore. You're making me look bad. Hi. Oh my goodness, I feel like uh, Richie Sky is just stealing the chat. High almost. five, high five. Oh, Richie Sky is not bad to look at on the panel. Let's just spend the rest of the time just <laughs> basking in the handsomeness Thank that you. is. That just Richie made Sky. my day. <laughs> I can go home happy now. I'm done. Bye. Monday, right. <laughs> done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Magnificent Seven came in number three, 15.7 million. So, still doing pretty well for uh, Seven. I contributed to that. Thank you very much. That's right. Yeah, thanks to Richie Sky. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Thank now, you. thanks to that glowing review, I'm sure many people in the chat who are on the fence they waiting for it. Richie Sky's really words of wisdom. Well, now I go see what it. if you boosted it up like I know, right? Ten million dollars. <laughs> it's now trending. <laughs> That's right. Uh, coming in at number four, we had Storks from Warner Brothers oh, Animation. There, thirteen point ex- eight million. Exciting. I actually saw that this week. Uh, Wait. So yes. It went, it went down us. minus 35 percent. That's not bad. No, right? I mean, yeah, less than half. So I mean, for sure that, that I, I think like that, like we were talking last week. I think this woman was going to have a little bit of legs. And I also think that you know the I think that Miss Peregrine's coming out this weekend also helped out with the kid this the kid demo in general. Yeah, uh, I sixty million. Everyone can just lay off. I know, okay? I know. Uh, Storks wasn't bad. Uh-huh. I mean, it's what I liked about it is that it's it's just a done in one film. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. that's which is great. You don't think like, there's going to be Storks too, or you, three or four? Well, even even the the creators said like, hey, we only have one story to tell with this. I mean, I'm sure if oh. they if it made like three, four hundred, you know, like you know, eight hundred million dollars, I'm sure the studio would say like, hey, do you want to do a sequel yeah. for this? Did you feel like you needed more? No, no, <laughs> I was good. It's exactly what I got. Was it funny? There were some funny moments in there. Why and, did you go see it? But you know, because I care about the about the animated <laughs> art form. Because I care. You because lost I, a bet. No, you, know, you lost a different box. No, I'm really just trying yeah, to figure yeah, out like, of out all your back. the movies that you could have seen. What made you say I'm going to go see Storks? Because you know what, I care about our audience here in Box Office Breakdown, and I want to make sure they get a well-rounded view of all the. Films I don't in believe our top you five. at all. I don't <laughs> I'm giving you a slow you. clap for that. One. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. I did it for you, folks. I did it for you. Uh, I actually did. I feel like a, somebody made you go see it. Well, not so much made, but or sort of asked me to. I did another ah. show on the Popcorn Talk Network, Anatomy of a Movie. Uh, and so that we were breaking down storks and uh, truth comes out. I know, there right? You there you go. So, All right. You know, but I, but uh, you don't have to trust me to go see an animated movie. So yeah, I will. Right. Everybody the, has their things here, except for the wildlife. That one you had to twist my arm, and that was a <laughs> horrible experience. I did not. <laughs> so that compared to Storks, that right there tells you. I mean, uh, the wildlife crushed my soul watching it. Storks enjoyed it tremendously. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Except for Hotel Transylvania hey, Two, that movie. I'm not sucked. afraid to say I, 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 I got a little misty eyed at the end of Storks, Aww. which is always gonna say. I feel like if a movie can uh, draw that little, because I'm dead inside, if it can draw yeah. that little <laughs> bit of moisture from my eye ducts, then it's a job well done. Well, Agreed. There we have it. Look at that. So look at that. Look at us. We've all seen something from the top five this week, guys. Look at us. Oh my god. Let's just take a moment to bask That's in our like... awesomeness. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. So like it's crazy that that's doing what we're supposed novel. to do. That's right. Hey, let's celebrate us for a few minutes, yeah. right, guys? We do it all for you and for Anatomy of a Movie, but mainly for you. That's right. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, don't ruin this for me. Uh, let's see. This uh, Sky, he's going to go see Deep Water, Miss Peregrine's, and Magnificent Seven. Uh, how about Stork Sky? No one uh, wants to films. see that. <laughs> I don't hate on films. I either like, dislike, or love, or give uh, give praise to a film or its director. You know what's funny though is that it made thirteen. Like, so it's still doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think considering it is. you know what I mean. Like, 
that's not bad. No, I think it has enough juice to hopefully stay in the top the five next week. From the people of the studio who are next to the studio who brought you the Lego movie. Come yes. on. Those guys. Woo-hoo. You know those guys. <laughs> from the guy that once shared a bathroom yeah. stall with the guy from... That's exactly <laughs> yes. right. Uh, and also from Warner Brothers, we're talking about those films. Uh, coming in at number five is Sully, Tom Hanks and Clint Eastwood's joint. Uh, yeah, it came no at 8.4 really. million. Good no for surprise. Sully. Good for Sully. What week? Four, fourth week? Yeah. All I mean, right. Still, you know, still holding strong. strong. Good job, Tom. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's going to have enough juice, though, to stay in the top five next oh, week. Oh, certainly not. No, not, not, not with what the stuff that we have coming down the pipe. And speaking of that, folks. Sully's going to take a nosedive. Uh, um, <gasps> oh, Handsome and funny. <laughs> He's a total catch. <laughs> So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Rich Guys saw Magnificent Seven because of our box office bet, and we'll be getting into that a little later on in the show, where you in the chat will have a, a decision to make about which film we will do our box office bet on. The three films we'll be choosing from are going to be Birth of a Nation, The Girl on the Train, and Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. So, let me there's tell two you. that would be okay, and one that let we'd me, all be a little bit better correct? People do not, no, no, don't, because they will, <laughs> you say it, they will do exactly what you don't want them yeah, to do, Yeah, you're guy. right. I'm not going to say which one I don't want to see. I was going to try no. my attempt at subtle manipulation. Oh, <laughs> Richie, that has failed every time you've done it, and you've killed me. you to bribe them. got to bribe them. I've suffered for those weeks when you've done that manipulation. <laughs> you see how this has worked? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so conveniently, when he doesn't do it, he gets the same movie that he's enjoy. He's excited about. See, it stinks when Carrie's not here because that makes it e- easier to kind of coast through the middle with your guests. No, not anymore. There's no place left to hide. Yeah, so. I can run, but you can't hide. No, we've suffered. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we right. know this. The, the ends have suffered. Yes. Okay. Well, sixty million. So uh, wait. suffering through embarrassment. That's right. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll move over to our international numbers here uh, as we're talking about Miss Peregrine's and that $60 million it made here in the domestic <laughs> box office where it just crushed the competition. Uh, it, is, it was number one internationally as well with $36.5 million in 59 markets where uh, Korea is being the highlight for that. It's already bested the lifetimes of Alice Through the Looking Glass, Cinderella, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, I mean, it's doing bizarre, great yeah. someplace. Yeah, uh, although, you know, those are three films where I don't feel like the bar was set really high. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I don't know, at least personally. Well. Uh, and overall, the adaptation is also comparing well to Fox's own Maze Runner. So if you're a fan of that, uh, in terms of, you know, those kind of franchises. Are we a like fan of the Maze Runner? You know, it's, I, it's so sad. I keep DVRing it, and then as mm-hmm. I, my space fills up, I like I find another showing later in the future, and I delete it and keep saying. I've been doing that for like three months, where I keep on delaying the recording just so yeah, I have time to watch pretty, it. It's, it's pretty good. I, I always find something okay. else to watch. Yeah. I think in terms of this genre that we're kind of like that we kind of got into there. I mean, like Hunger Games, obviously. Yeah. Kind of trumps that, but um, I do like Dylan O'Brien. I watched him on Teen Wolf, and that was the reason why I decided to go see Maze Runner. I, I never thought he got was into good. Teen Wolf. I, maybe I should because I feel like people really like on it. It's he getting got really to its hurt, final though. season. Really, really hurt. Something happened with the filming of the second or third movie. It must have been the third movie of Maze Runner. Mm. He got hurt, and they had to shut down filming. Like indefinitely. I have no idea. They have like released no new information about it, but okay. I keep like looking it up because I'm so curious. That's crazy. Don't do your own stunts, yeah. people. Yeah, that's right. Quinn has not been able to move on with any other aspect of her life. No, nope. <laughs> she barely made it out to Miss Peregrine's. Barely, and even that, I had the book clutched <laughs> to my chest. 
Uh, now, Deepwater Horizon, it came in at 12.4 million in 52 markets, uh, the UK, Russia, and Mexico being its key players in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're talking about China for a little bit here, Tom's from China. Uh, there was a uh, I Belong to You came in at 33.6. It's a romantic comedy directed by Yibai Zhang, who uh, has also had a bunch of youth targeted hits uh, in China as well. And Lionsgate get in the action with the Chinese fantasy pick uh, Lord, Legend of Ravaging Dynasties. Ooh. That actually sounds good, and I yeah, feel like totally. I'm missing out on something by not being able to see it. Uh, I do. Well, uh, hopefully, well, I guess there's got to be a way to see you know, Chinese films. Yes. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to China, see every movie. Like, I yeah, there's, I guess so. Yeah, is it impossible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be able to find it somewhere, like maybe in a couple of months, but. I'll be, I, I, I will actually, have forgotten about it I by think then. Netflix has been pretty good about getting some of those really? Korean shows and stuff. Yeah, so maybe I feel like I would there. like to see that as long as... Yeah. I, I see that title, though, Lord of Ravaging Dynasties, and then I just think of the uh, the, the PlayStation series of games, Dynasty Warriors. Mm. Have you ever watched that? I don't you, know that one. Basically, you're just like in feudal China, and you run around uh, with different sorts of weapons, and you beat up other like other armies' henchmen and stuff. A lot of fun game. Uh, very, very <laughs> just a, the premise for every game. Yeah, it's just a, it's a you know just a crunching kind of game where you're just constantly running around beating up people, mm, powering up your guy. I can't get enough. Uh, and then also in India and the UK, Fox International Productions and Fox Star released a, a cricketer biopic, uh, MS Dahani, The Untold Story. It got fourteen point five million, mm. which I am. T- I mean, I you know I've seen. You're going to have to help me out. A cricket. Oh, cricketer, like a play, like a person who plays cricket. Yes, that's called a cricketer. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess there must have been a, a name what, for that. Of course. What, would you, <laughs> what, what did you imagine we would call a cricket it? player? Oh yeah, I guess so. About feeling like a golf player, or a golfer. Yeah, a golfer. Didn't yeah, a cricketer. Ch- yeah, that's yeah. Much less clunky. I like that cricketer. But, right, so lots to say. <laughs> I just, I, it's a mouthful. I feel like. Which one? That one. Oh. <laughs> not, I can't even say it. It's too much. I feel like it would require too much. Uh, no, it's not really our thing mouth. in the U.S. We don't really dabble in the cricket. No, I, I, I've never watched much of a cricket game ever. I mean, just enough to know they have that long like paddle yeah, and they hit it, right. but I've never really watched one for any. And it's an time. interesting throw. It would be a danger yeah, for me to play. Why? I would hit somebody. Oh. Deliberately? Well, what oh. about like baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with baseball, the, the hitting with the bat is contained to one space. I feel like with cricket, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, just ask a it's cricketer. A li- it's, yeah, it's a little less predictable. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Alvin chimed in there. I guess Maze Runner is still pending. So. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Dang I mean, it. It's, it, it. The, the weird thing is that they just haven't released any... Ooh. Interesting, the Divergent series is officially canceled. No third film. Raise your, oh raise your hand God, if you're upset about no. that. Are you upset about that? I can't that? Okay. imagine why. I'm so happy well, you Because there was talk about it going direct to TV to finish out, and I know that the You other, know, that probably would have been a better solution yeah, but with the a stu- different lead actress. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, actress, yeah, we, we, we've harshed her mellow a couple right. times. I mean, the stars Sorry. were saying, like, I didn't sign up for this, fran- this series of films to do a TV movie, so they, I know that they weren't mm-hmm. that jazzed jazz Stars are doing TV shows all the time. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, how much does that say about your, your franchise of films where it starts off two films and then the last one goes, hey, like, hey, we'll yeah. do direct to TV? Well, you have to take some of the blame for it, actors. Yeah. No, the source material wasn't there. It really just wasn't. I mean, they were just trying so hard to glob on to the, you I know. think some, but sometimes maybe the actors or the actresses just don't have the chemistry that's needed to sell the no, movie. No, that's definitely true. I think, like, lots of things have failed. And not to take away but from you know them what they're doing as- Actors or actresses. Fifty Shades of Grey, that. and that was terrible. So it's like, who knows? But I feel like that the source material was was such a strong selling point that yeah. Well, let me say, let me rephrase. <laughs> I don't need to because call, like, it, like Fifty Shades of Grey. It does not have anything to do with Divergent. But, but no, whatever. what you're saying makes sense because it's tr- it's real and it's coming. So we're gonna have to talk about it yeah. at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like because 
the the books were such huge sellers, I feel like the people want it regardless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just more, more, more. It's just kind of like soft porn. Yeah. Like it wasn't even good an extended soft porn. version of very meager soft porn. No, there you go. Just you know, just it's imagine. A shame. Just a lot of butts flexing. You just see that. For soft porn. The book was the same way though. Now that I think about it, but I whatever. tried to read that. I tried to read it because I, you know, I wanted. I wanted to see what the hype was. I, I I didn't even make it halfway through. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not. I can't take too many more movies based on like a dystopian future where you know teenagers have to find out like somebody's a chosen one. That was one. like the new vampire Ugh. thing. You know, like we went through a vampire phase and then we went to the dystopia phase. Like, what's our new phase? What that was my going to be my question. What is the new phase? Take your prediction, Richie Sky. If you if you I don't can, know. I don't know what the new phase is. I don't know. I don't know what people are into right now. I mean, nothing is selling. Yeah, what's 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 the what's the new what's the what's the new thing gonna be? Somebody tell us. Maybe Mm. some more movies like Nerve. Maybe a lot more of this technological. I don't even think that did that well. I know. I just was thinking of like what was the newest style (laughs) I could think of. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think is going to be the new hit thing? Oh yeah, chime in there on the chat. What's the cool jam? Tell us. What is everybody talking about? Anybody. In the meantime, I'll I'll round out our international talk here with Mm -hmm. Finding Dory. We've been talking about that a lot this summer. Uh, It's finally splashed into Germany and set a new bar for 2016, as well as crossing 500 million dollars internationally, putting the one billion worldwide mark within uh, just a, a, as they say, Finn's reach. Uh, and there's no growing pains for uh, Bridget Jones' baby uh, at third straight weekend as number one in the UK. Uh, so I know Media Shack will be excited about that. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, Media Shack, you've gone to see three times, Bridget Jones' bet. baby. Three <laughs> times. Right yes. You're responsible for having it be number one for three weeks in a row. Yep. Uh, it has crossed over $100 billion overseas. Mm-hmm. So There you go. 100. Yeah. 100 I mean, how much? Uh, uh, 100 million overseas. Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, there could be a chance, I mean, given at least its international appeal that, I mean, I know it's been 14 years or mm-hmm. since the last one. Jeez. You know, maybe there might be enough interest to eke out a fifth one. Our fourth one. Everyone on, the, everyone on the on the chat is saying the new thing is going to be graphic novels. I think that is the case with TV. I don't know if we've seen. I mean, maybe the Watchmen. Well, how many graphic novels have been like movies? I don't know. The Watchmen was, oh, was so exhausting to watch. Ooh, Mad Max: Fury or Fury Road. That was, was yeah. Graphic novels and sci-fi and horror. Yeah. Game. No, I mean some graphic novels. I know we mentioned in the chat like Why the Last Man. I mean, I know there was talk about David Caruso possibly adapting that with Shia LaBeouf at one point. That was being talked about. Oh, okay. uh, which I would not want to have seen Shia LaBeouf as <laughs> no as Yorick Brown. That would not have been exciting. But it's a really cool story. Uh, you know, with the in the right hands, I could think it could be a lot of fun. Totally interesting. Yeah, but I also as a know, movie or as a series, it's tough because you think like Preacher. They tried so many times to make that as a as a film, mm-hmm. and there's just too much. Too much. There's, there's just too much. too much. I think you know when you're a filmmaker and you're looking at all this source material, it's just like well, you can't. You know, you don't want to like kill this. Baby to for that baby. There's a saying that I'm not remembering, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. you just like you. There's just so I was much good stuff there, about where that was going, and especially though. because you have these fans, these passionate fans who are like so excited to see like this specific thing or this specific thing, and you kind of have to like you know cater to them, but also make your thing the way you want to make your thing. It's tough. Yeah, and I don't think you don't have if you're doing like a Marvel or DC character, you can lean into like that wider universe, and you've got a lot of name recognition kind of coming in. If you kind of like, you know, at least, certainly more with Marvel. DC's been kind of on and off with about their films. But if you hear about a Marvel <laughs> film, generally enough, you're willing to give that a little benefit of doubt, even if it's a character you don't know much about, like, yeah. say, like Ant-Man or Doctor Strange. Totally. You're still willing to kind of go along because Marvel's built up a lot of equity. Like, all right, I think it's going to be a fun film regardless. Yeah. Coming there's with so Preacher, much more than just the movies. You know, like yes. I said, like the Comic-Con and there's this whole fandom thing. It's like, it's not just going to see a movie. It's going, it's going in for this whole fan experience, which is really a draw. Female superheroes. 
Female superheroes. I mean, Wonder Woman, that's that'll be out next year. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that'll be good. Have you guys been watching Supergirl? Or? Yes, love the show. So uh, and what I liked about it is that the first episode did not like take forever to get her in action. It was like within less than seven minutes, she was up flying, saving a plane. Boom. Oh. Really? Yes. Where are you at with the origin stories? You're not like totally a big fan of the... Well, I, you know, there's some characters I feel like you don't need the origin story for. Like, I never seem to see Batman's origin again. I no, never seem to see Superman's origin. Yeah, I, don't really, I, see I don't really care never. to see that either. I mean, you can give me origin and flashback, but I don't really... I want to see now fighting. Another yeah. thing I want to say about Miss Peregrine's now that we're talking about this is that it felt like a lot of exposition to teach you about this world, which is okay if you're going to get a bunch of sequels and stuff, but this felt like a one-off. Yeah. So it was really frustrating to be like, oh my God, can we just be here? Like... Uh, anyway. I think that's tough yeah. because you don't know if you're going to get a chance to do a whole yeah. a sequel to that film. So, like, why spend all the time setting it stuff felt up? Like, it felt like a lot of world building, a lot of explanation, which is sometimes fun, But like I said. But it was too much. And also they did that thing where, like, they had the peculiar people um, – have their big battle in front of, for lack of a better term, the muggles. Okay. And that is really bothers me. Like, I just want, like, the worlds to be, like, I have a separate or whatever. You want them to be, like, a hidden society that people we don't know about. Yeah, and the same thing Same thing that bothered me about, um, I think that was Finding Dory. Like, it was just too much human interaction. Like, you just want it to be, like, a separate world. Yeah, you didn't want them going to an aquarium yeah. and having all this stuff. Yeah. Like, well, there's too many people. I, there's too many people I'm seeing walking right. around. I'm not going to harp on this too much. I feel like I'm talking too much about this. No, that, but no, we're not enough, Quinn. The, 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 the chat room is begging you to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the chat room is having a completely different conversation than anything we're talking about. They are on their own. I see, like, I see words, but I can't see them. Uh, so mm-hmm. now, as we're getting closer to our box office bet, the one thing we're going to do before we get there is start predicting uh, next week's top five. And pre- prior to that, we always like to do a list kind of inspired by one of the films coming out, kind of a top five retrospective of an actor that's going to be in one of the films we'll be prognosticating about mm-hmm. in the upcoming weekend. And so I thought, hey, why don't we do Emily Blunt? Since she's going to be in The Girl on the Train. Which is an interesting choice because Emily Blunt has had a really great career, I think. But I very still feel, like, I still feel like we're just career. getting to know her. Very true. And in fact, uh, out of her top five, two of them, one was just a cameo, another one was a voice. So I'm kind of going to discount those. So mm-hmm. I listed the top seven, but I'm going to knock out the voice role that she did and as well as the cameo that she did. Okay. So she did the cameo in the Muppets film. That was her third highest grossing one. She did her voice in Nomeo and Juliet. But she's going to take those out. We're just going to talk about her live action appearances. And we'll start off at uh, number seven for this uh, would be the Adjustment Bureau from Universal back in 2011. Uh, it opened up with $21.1 million. I, I like this movie. Pretty good movie. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the music in there was really good. Yeah. Especially that sequence where they're running through. Uh, the two mm-hmm. of them are on foot, kind of running through all the different doors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Quinn? Um, I never saw it, but I know it. I know of it. Is that one I should need to go back and revisit? I think you should. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely very enjoyable. Uh, uh, coming in at number f- uh, at number five, uh, The Devil Wars Prada. Which is a movie Listen, I watch about ten times a year. Hands down, probably one of the best movies ever made. I, I mean... That movie is so hilarious to me, and Emily Blunt, to me, really stole the show in this. Oh, I think yeah. Completely oh, Completely yeah. just Especially because we didn't really know sh- who she was. We didn't know who she was. She was just so funny. She had funny. the best lines in that movie, the best expressions, even above Mel- Meryl Streep, I have to say. So, no, not above Meryl Streep. Listen, Are you kidding? I don't Meryl Streep kills it in that movie. I'll, listen, I know that Meryl is like the dominating character in that movie, but I think it's because you don't expect. She, I would say, yeah, she's kind of a VIP. I mean, she, I mean, MVP. You know, exactly. she's kind of like, she's like unsung hero. Totally. Exactly. Yes. Happy exactly. Mean Girls Day. Absolutely. It's October third. <laughs> everyone. That's right. I, I saw it at the uh, the haircut place. They had it just mm-hmm. running right there. So, 
There you go. One of the best Sweet. days of the yeah. year. Even Floyd's Barbershop knows the importance of me. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, so, yeah, that opened up uh, when it opened up back in uh, 2006, $27.5 million. I still haven't seen that movie. So wait, what? Yep, haven't seen it. Whoa, record scratch! You've never seen (laughs) Devil Wears Prada. I've never seen it. Why are you? Why would you? Kidding me? Like, not (laughs) give yourself the satisfaction. (laughs) It's such a fantastic movie. We watch it like I mean, it's like a Christmas favorite now. Because I like to be masochistic to myself. Clearly, and if I'm going to watch yourself this game, you're destroying your life. You deserve to watch the Devil Wears Prada. If I'm going to watch a Christmas classic, it's going to be Jingle All the Way. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. So. Listen, first of all, <laughs> just go home and watch it tonight. Do yourself a favor. It's you will just so good. Just... I'm like, yes, I'm like, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting like residual enjoyment from this movie, and I haven't seen it in a couple months. It's Break just from that all good. of us here at Popcorn Talk. Watch the damn movie. Watch the movie. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. All right, fine, guys. I'll like that should it. be the the quote unquote punishment this week. Is oh, no matter what, <laughs> Frank watches you the have to watch Prada. the first Prada, and then you we're just going to have a whole show just devoted. <laughs> we're going to go back and do anatomy of a film retroactively within the Popcorn Talk next week. Yeah. Box office breakdown. Yes. All right. You're gonna love it, though. All right, I guess I, I have got my walking papers uh, or marching orders, as they say. Yep. Uh, coming in at number three uh, for her was uh, oh, excuse me uh, at number, number four excuse me was uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Her and Tom Cruise that was came a pretty out in yeah, 2014, 28.7 million. Yeah, I liked that one. I liked it a lot. I, I liked it too. The uh, I mean the only thing I didn't like is you know just like the very ending of it there like eh, yeah you know mm-hmm. but uh, but otherwise I thought it was a really fun idea novel like, concept I, yes. I, I've never read the uh, the uh, the manga that it's based off of. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did buy it, but I still haven't read it. So many things to do. So many times. That's probably why I haven't seen Devil Wars Prada. You know, just I've got because you were busy not doing all the other stuff. That's right. Yep. Because I, I just put it on the pile of things that I, I yeah. get to someday. Procrastinating, not prognosticating. Oof, Richie Sky got me. Look at that. I hoisted on my own petard. Mm. <laughs> Get back. Uh, coming to number two, uh, Into the Woods. Uh, came out from uh, Buena Vista, Disney Pictures there, uh, back in 2014. $31 million. That was a fun one. Uh, it was a... I, I mean, know. it was a one watch. It was a one-time watch for me. Maybe if I was younger... I did not see this movie. Have you ever seen the play? Nope. It works better as a play. I, you know, there's not really many movies I will walk out of. It takes a lot. And I just like. It's you like, walked out of I, I left the woods. It. I was like, nah, I'm good. And I left. You know, I got to say, I just think James Corden is really charming. And he has chemistry with everybody. And I, I liked him in it. And I guess, I guess, like, just as my, like, to my middle school musical theater loving self, I, I had to just kind of enjoy it, I guess, for that bit. But yeah. Yeah, I would say it was definitely a one time watch. But it was still good. It was still good. The music's so good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think if like I'd rather watch Sweeney Todd before I'd watch mm-hmm. Into the Woods again. How dark Sweeney Todd is good too, but yeah. now we can't watch any more Tim Burton movies. He's ruined it. Well, true, but I mean, there's still that, that duet between uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Alan Rickman. Ugh. Like oh that. yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yes. Yeah. So I felt like I, I was wanting a moment like that. Uh, when I was watching Into the Woods, and I never really got something like that, and so I was like, "No, well, all right, I think I'll move. I'll move on with my life." Fair enough. And, and check out. Uh, and then number one, which surprised me on this one, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but coming in number one for Emily Blunt was The Wolfman. I didn't see this back I in two thousand ten. I, I love a good wolf uh, werewolf movie. Uh, you know, I wanted to like this so much more than I did, and it just—I was so excited about it. I think like a modern day retelling of a classic Universal horror film. Mm-hmm. I was so jazzed about it. You got Anthony Hopkins, you got Benicio del Toro. It had all the ingredients, but it didn't come together. 
for you. It huh? just it just it just didn't. It Dang. was just it was a kind of a dud movie and really disappointed. Can you just me. lower your expectations, please? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I just uh, can I just go on uh, expecting mediocrity from my film entertainment? Sometimes you do have to do that. That's when things sometimes are the best. Sometimes you do. Like sometimes that's you probably just why I like to... storks. <laughs> I'm sorry that I, you know, excited about potential films. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just have to go in and say, "I'm just gonna be here." Yeah, but I do, okay. Uh, I kept the miracle Civil War. How? Did you, tell me, you went in there just thinking mediocre film. You were, I you were not. jazzed. You were jazzed <laughs> to go see that. But see, sometimes me being jazzed about it will increase the jazzy feeling, even if it wasn't so jazzy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does no. that make sense? Yeah, I can I'm just excited. That. I'm a fan. No, so I, I applaud that you. There's can no end. way you could have disappointed me with that. No, I, do you go see it with friends who are as excited, or do you go alone? I'll go by myself. I, mean, I go to I, movies I really alone. I almost think that if I have friends who are really, really into it, I will just kind of go with the energy. If I, if they're sitting next to me and they're so into it, I'm like really into it. If, I, if they're sitting next to me and I can tell that they're not digging it, sometimes that creeps over to me. <laughs> Does anybody else ever get that? No? It's mm. catching. It catches me, yeah. Yeah, the energy like changes. That's why I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I just should go see every movie alone. <laughs> and just really Leave see how... Leave your friends, it. Queen. Yeah. Leave your friends. I'm surprising a lot of uh, a lot of talk here in the chat about the Wolfman. Uh, Media Shock. The Wolfman is deep, great acting and pace. Oh, Media Shock. Well, I'm gonna have to agree Thank to you, disagree with you on this. Album though said Storks is funny, you. guys. Albin, look at you. I knew there was a reason that I liked you. You're my favorite chat member. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sky says they're going to be a reboot in 2018? Yeah, they're, uh, Universal's kind of rebooting their whole monster movie lineup. Uh, the idea is to try to kind of, I mean, a lot of studios are looking for their own franchises that they have. And part of me oh, loves that idea, and part of me hates that idea. We'll see what happens. I mean, well, you just got to make it good. I mean, they're starting with uh, The Mummy, and Tom Cruise is going to be in that. So it should be interesting <gasps> to see I'm not that mad time. at that. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Like, is it going to go in a, in a kooky, funny direction, or is it going to go in, I mean I feel like with Tom Cruise it's not going to go in that direction no. and mm-hmm. I'm curious to see are, are they going to keep it more associated back in like the 30s and stuff when those things kind of came out or are they going to try to make modern day versions of everything yeah. I'll be curious to see which approach they kind of do but the idea is to kind of put everything in its own universe intrigued and I'm going to have to go investigate I love monster movies Alvin says it, it, it's annoying to watch a movie with a person that hates it and you like it yes that drives me absolutely yes. crazy and now you know that you can never be friends with this person ever again when I was younger I was what? so excited when I was young I was so so excited to go see The Phantom Menace. I dragged my friends who were not fans to go see that movie with me and they talked the whole time and like messed around with their like straws and their popcorn and I was about to murder someone. I have never been so upset But in my Quinn, life. wasn't that on you? I dragged my friends who weren't into this movie. Like That's... for me in my head I was like who wouldn't love this? Who doesn't love this? Everybody loves this of course. But, uh, but you knew I hope they that did you like dropped it. those friends too Quinn. <sighs> Are you still friends with them today? Yes. Ah, and had, when was the last time you went and saw a movie with them? I haven't since probably. She knows. They're going to bring you down. I know. And I was just like, can you just do, I was almost like, just for me, do this for me. Like, (laughs) that was terrible. I mean, I remember seeing, I I feel like, uh, Rich, I wish I could be like you, just being so jazzed that it just increases my enjoyment in the theater. I get so jazzed and then I find myself always disappointed when it doesn't live up to my expectations. So it's just me, I'm the opposite of that way. So I walk out feeling like, I think it's a movie by movie basis. I mean, sometimes you go in and things are just way better than you even hoped they could be. And sometimes you're just like, but wait, that's it, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, oh, very true. That's and that's what watching movies is. Thank you so much, and have a good night, folks. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Quinn Scalian, everybody, with her box office thought of the day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so folks, we've kind of taken through a, a little look through Emily Blunt's past, but now we're going to look to the future. Ooh. And we're going to be looking at what uh, box office, our top five box office is going to be next weekend. When well, okay. we're sitting here next Monday, we're looking back on these figures. Are we going to be laughing at how uh, ridiculous our pro- prognostications were? Are we going to be high-fiving each other, basking in our uh, unadulterated wisdom? It's all, let's do all of those things. Yes. Are we going to have mm. that? Yes. Uh, so uh, what we have here, in addition to the top five movies that we already have for this week, we also have, as I mentioned before, The Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. The Girl on the Train, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. What do you guys think about The Birth of a Nation? We've had a lot of kind of I controversy surrounding get this. I flack for this, but I really have no desire to see it. Personally, because does it feel like it's just another Twelve Years a Slave or something? It, I mean, it it does to a certain degree mm-hmm. for me. Um, I think that I wish that there were other stories that they would tell, you know, within the urban community. I just do. Um, I'm very supportive of the actors and the storytelling and the direct and the whole project. But for me, I can't. I just can't. I cannot visu- like sit through that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. We also have this whole Nate Parker, um, like old rape allegation case that's been coming up. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of just... I really don't know how much Marking up the whole, like... Yeah, it just feels like there's already so much... Celebration of what the movie could be. Mm Mm-hmm. But in in terms of the things that happen in the movie and watching the trailers and reading about it, I just can't watch it, personally. And there's also this whole... I I forget who had the article, maybe The New Yorker or something, this whole idea where it's just like, we really, you know, the Birth of a Nation has to inspire and not incite, and that's like a whole thing as well. It feels like there's just... I'm going to be so interested to see... uh, the react the reactions from this yeah. did so well at Sundance it killed at Sundance well I think it's gonna do- I think it's going to do well but I'm just saying not that just me do as well a- number I don't mean just numbers yeah I think my- I think critically it's gonna do well I just think that me as a person it's I so- just can't sit I can't watch that I just mm-hmm. can't no, I can I understand it. that. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I like it's getting all the critical buzz and everything, it's still not making me want to like. I gotta go see this. I gotta go see I this. I like the trailer though. I don't know. I mean, the trailer. I mean, listen. It, the, the trailer the makes trailer it look is intense. Yeah, it's really intense. And because of that, I feel like that's why I can't go see it. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I totally, totally see where you're coming. I still kind of want to see it just because when I hear Sundance, I hear that sounds like something that we're gonna have to keep our eye out. That right. sounds like something that we're gonna be talking about come I February. Agree. And all that stuff. So I think in that way, I kind of want to go see it. Um, but I will probably see Girl on the Train before. Now, I really do want to see Girl on the Train. Did you read the book? I did not read the book. And that's kind of why I'm excited about yes, it. You because did. this is one of those times where I did not pick up the book purposely because I knew I wanted to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard about the book. And then once I heard about the movie, I was like, I'm not going to read this book. Yeah. Because I, think... I will do that and then be not really disappointed, but I'll be looking for those yeah, aspects you're gonna of... you're going to compare and contrast, you know I mean? of course. I don't want to do that. I think that, like, I was reading the book and I was just like, oh my gosh, Gone Girl is so much better than this. Oh, and I still want to really? go see the movie. I'm really, really excited to see how they did it. And like I said, I mean, like Emily Blunt, I, I think she's adorable. I'm really excited to see because this is a much different role than I've ever seen her do before. It's a very, very conflicted character. And I'm, 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 I think it's going to be really, really cool. Even though it is, I mean, it is without a doubt impossible to watch or read this movie book without thinking about Gone Girl. There's just mm. so much of this whole, like, you know, untrustworthy narrative, and it's just very, very similar. Now, Richie, for you, if you see a, mo- a movie based on a book, you don't read the book first, you go see the movie. Afterwards, Sometimes will you, I will. Will you go back and read the book after you've seen the movie? I will not go back and read the book. Interesting. You'd rather I just will have the read film. it. If I have to, if I'm going to, like, if I'm investigating it, I'm going to read the book first, and then I'll see the movie. 
but I probably won't go back and read the book after seeing the movie. Interesting. I yeah, because I, by that point, I already know the story. I feel like the thrill with reading a book is that you really don't know. True. I mean, I guess it, I guess it varies from book to book. I mean, certainly things like that are uh, adaptations. Mm-hmm. I usually like reading those because we, you get a chance to read some of the stuff they didn't get a chance to include in the script right. and stuff. You get a little bit more inside the characters' heads. Oh, totally. Which I feel like uh, one example. If we're getting really nerdy here, the uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I felt like uh, I mean, I felt like Anakin's sway to the dark side just happened so quickly, mm-hmm. and just like you really didn't see yeah. the, the steps in there. But the novelization, I think, did a lot more in fleshing into like what was going in through Anakin's head. So it was easier to do that in a novel. Right. Frank, I'm going to check you before the comments do uh, Revenge of the Sith Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Jedi was the alternate title with the original title for the Jedi thank you Mark thank you you saved the day what does that do to you to your your view of the movie like do you hate the movie now because of that no I don't hate the movie I mean well I didn't think much of the movie going uh, after I watched it I was kind of like eh it was alright but uh, I I just appreciate just more in terms of knowing more about the characters' motivations. Yeah. It, it only makes me frustrated that we didn't get to see more of that in mm. the film. I had a little girl sitting next to me during Miss Peregrine's who had read the book, and she kept saying, oh, that's different. Oh, they, they, they totally let that out. And I was like, girl, if you don't. I swear. I was about to lose it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, well, all right. Let's let's make our predictions here. Richie Sky, what oh, do you think is going to be I'm our caught top off five? guard? Um, okay, so this is going to be interesting. I'm going to say the girl on the train at number one. I'm going to say Birth of a Nation at number two. I have no, I'm I'm very. I have to tell you, I'm very Birth clueless. Of, Birth of a Nation that high? Interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, this middle school drama, I don't know nothing about it. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, know, it's got Andy Daly in you don't it. know anything about it, but you also know everything about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know exactly what it is. Um, and Sky, I totally agree with you. So, about I'm going to go with. I feel like Mrs. Per- Miss Peregrine's is going to do a nosedive unless Quinn goes to see it again. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, I'm going to go with. I know this sounds really, really crazy. I'm going to go with Magnificent Seven. I'm going to go with then the middle school thing. And then I'm going to go with Storks. Whoa. Oh, all right. Still keeping Storks strong in that top five. So Don't to ask see. me about my rationale. Mm. I would never <laughs> I would never dream of it. No. Um, I'm actually going to put all three of the new movies in my top five. Oh. oh. So I'm going to go Girl on the Train. I'm going to go Miss Peregrine's. I'm going to go Birth of a Nation, Middle School, Deepwater Horizon. Wow. Interesting. Uh, I do not think uh, as much of the critical buzz that Birth of a Nation is, I don't think it's going to set the world on fire in the box office. Do you think it's going to be top five, though? I don't think it's going to be top five. Okay. I I still think it can uh, do well in the award circuit and stuff like that, but I just don't think it's going to burn up the box office initially. Okay. Yeah, I think it would be one of those, like, later on, as it's getting a lot of critical acclaim, it's getting nominated for Golden Globes, Oscars. People then are gonna we're going to start seeing, seeing it, yeah. See How it. many, are we, are we, um, is this even a, a wide release? How many theaters are we doing it's here? It's 2,000. Uh, it was 2,000. So that was, for me, like, I always look at the yeah. number of theaters, and then I feel like the movie has been getting a lot of press. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's also how many people are going to feel like you do, Richie, where it's just like, you know, they, they know you about know, the movie, I mean, but that's they, a good question. they want to see it. I don't know, now I'm thinking about it, I might move it to number five. We'll go Girl on the Train, Miss Peregrine's Middle School Deep Water Birth of a Nation. I want to keep it in my top five, but not at number three. Gotcha. Uh, I will go with, uh, I'm going to say Girl on the Train, Deep Water Horizon. Mm, no actually, way. No. Deep Water Horizon. No, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a jump sorry, over Miss Peregrine's. Sorry, I just jumped in on you, <laughs> no. and I really am sorry. <laughs> 
No, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with uh, as I was saying, Girl on the Train, Miss Peregrine's. Uh, Deepwater Horizon, The Magnificent Seven, Storks, and then I'm going to say uh, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. All right. Sounds pretty good th- to me. Yeah, I don't think that's – I think that's just going to barely eke out into the uh, – I think five. you might be right. Your sound's pretty good. Yeah, so that was our picks, uh, picks for the box office prediction. But now we're getting into the favorite part of the show that Richie Sky cannot get enough of. Oh, my God, we just went out of time. Yeah, I mean, it's like when the show oh, ends, darn. we just spent about another 45 minutes after the show is over where Richie Sky just talks about how much he loves the box office bet. Ah, we do. Yes. So, folks, as always, if you want to chop in the, hop in the chat, start responding about what film we should do our box office bet on. Uh, the films, again, are The Birth of the Nation, The Girl on the Train, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life. The way the game works, though, is that we're all going to place a bet on what we think the opening box office will be. The person who's farthest away from the actual total will go see that film, and we get to hear them talk about it the following week, and then we all get to join in on the fun. Mm-hmm. It's like we've all seen it. Maybe. Yeah, we'll except see. we don't have to, right? Yeah, exactly, that's Knuckles. right. <laughs> and so, none for Gretchen Wieners. That's right. So, folks, we're going to give you about another 15 seconds there. Hop on the chat real quick there. Yes, tell us what, what movie you want us to see. Yes, which one we want to do? Uh, the Girl on the train, <gasps> train, Middle School. Middle School. Oh, you would, Alvin. Oh, There was right. a bunch of Girl on the Train. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of girls on the, the Girl on the Train. Well, I think because that could have such a varying, like, release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it could it could be really well. Mm-hmm. It could do... There's no way this movie isn't going to do well. But like, it could do middle of the road well. I, I mean, think it's going to do really well. Do you think so it's going to do Miss Peregrine well? 60 million? No, I don't think it's going to do 60 million. <laughs> but I do think it really right. is going to do really, really well. No, I, I do too. I believe it is going to make a lot of money. I believe it is. It's been marketed well. I mean, it's based yeah. on the book. You know, it's it's got all the ingredients of a great And movie. I've been seeing... Tra- I'm Not just trailers. I've been seeing posters for this movie oh, all around LA for like a year. Uh, stop, stop trying, trying to make th- fetch happen. True. <laughs> right That's now a- in the chat, it looks like we have a tie between middle school and girl on the train. That's what I saw. So we're going to see who chimes in next. All right, we're waiting yes. on you. So uh, otherwise, then we'll decker back. It just be like birthday. I, just, I know it's going to be. I'm sorry. Don't, Quinn? <laughs> Quinn, stop I'm trying. trying. I'm putting it out into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> good vibes, good vibes, please. Positive vibes. All right, and it is oh, middle school. No. Nope, that's a double vote from Albin. Oh, sorry, That is sorry, a double Alvin. vote from Albin. There you go. Bye, uh, Albin. We, we can't repeatedly say the movie that we wanted us to vote on. We Only one vote per person. I should, I should also stress yeah. that in the rules as well. Uh, like, oh, it's, uh, Why don't you start on your predictions, and, uh, and I'll... Keep an eye on the chat. But wait, don't we have to pr- choose the movie based on what? Yes. Ah, uh, fair play. There you go. That's- <laughs> fair play. Uh, so, in the meeting- just pick the movie. There you go. You know, I feel like, uh, well, I mean, if we're keeping something it- good, Frank. Something good. That's <laughs> something good. Something good. All right, and the uh, all right, the winner. Train, there it is. There Boom. you go. Boom. All right, Nelvin. Locks it down. <laughs> Nelvin, what took you so long? Thank you very much. All right. Uh, go see Girl on yeah, the Train. Thank right. you, Sky. Just right. hammering yeah, it. It's easy. It's easy now, Sky. <laughs> you didn't worry, worry when they, we knew that hard choice needed to be made. Just relaxing. Letting Ooh, Nelvin come and do all the hard work. wedding over here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right. So before, before a few notes where we do the predictions, the last two Emily Blunt films, The Huntsman, Winter's War, and Sicario, they opened up to both $19.4 million and 401000 Respectively, so certainly Sicario a little bit more of a limited release before it went yeah. wide, and still did well. Ended up making uh, you know did Those well. Those movies the box have office. nothing to do with her with this movie besides Emily Blunt. Emily I mean. Blunt being in it, but just you know <laughs> how much of a box office draw she can be in. Yeah. Who knows? So with those kind of numbers, just kind of milling about in your head, let's make a prediction on 
bet Richie Sky, since you lost last week's box office bet, you get to take the last pick. I definitely lost. Ah, so, yeah, oh, no, yeah, actually, yeah. no, Quinn, you lost. I'm sorry. Oh, you yeah, get yeah. the last pick. That's I was right. like, should I let this go? I can't, yes, I forgot. I'm too honest. I definitely, nope, definitely lost last week's bet. How can I forget that $60 million bet? I'm so sorry. I've been harping on this all episode, and I forgot. I'm my apologies, hoping, you know, Quinn. I'm owning up to it, so, yeah. So, Quinn, yes, my apologies. You do get last bet. Nice. My apologies for that. So, uh, all right, Richie Sky. I'm going to say 38. $38 million for the girl on the train. All that right. wasn't my original pick, but hmm? my original was 35, but I'm going to say 38. We're at 38. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't think, man, given the way the box office has been, I'm going to go a little bit more conservatively. I'm going to go around, I'm going to go 32. That was going to be mine. Oh, my God. I thought you said it was going to do so well. No, I do think it's going to do well. I think 32 would be a nice opening for this. All right. Um, let's go... Uh, so boring, but I'm going to slice the middle here. We're going to go, what, 35? Is that slice mm. in the middle? All right. That, yeah. 34... Ish. All right. Somewhere in, in the middle. All right. So we've got 38 for DJ Richie's guy. Yep. 32 for myself. 34 ish. 30, 34.5 for <laughs> 34.5. <laughs> definitive. Definitive sticking the landing there. So that is our box office bet there. We'll see what, which one of us is going to be seeing the girl on the train. I feel like another one of Richie's guy's favorite scenarios where nobody is a loser in these sort of bets. Everybody's a winner. Everybody's you see how everyone just feels good? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. That's especially gonna do... the studios. That's right. <laughs> that is going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Co- uh, Popcorn Talk. It's written all over the walls, Frank. I shouldn't know like that. Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us there on the chat. We'd love having you be another member of the panel, sharing your opinions and thoughts about films in general. Mm-hmm. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, Richie Sky, where can they find you? You guys can stalk me on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. You guys can stalk me also <laughs> at on Twitter at Quinn Skillion, on Instagram at Quinstagram, and you can find me on Snapchat at Snapchat. Thank you. Woo! And guys, don't just stalk me. Just knock on the door nicely. I'll let you in. Come on, we'll sit down. We'll, we'll, we'll watch the Devil Wars Prada together. Yes, It'll be a lot I'll of fun. be over. I'll be over later. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you next week for another hot episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Have a good night, everybody. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. <laughs>